Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Hit the guys up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Now, with your Friday rush, here's Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. I mean, just go back and look at history. Uh, Sometimes it helps, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, uh, Oklahoma played Clemson in 2014 in this bowl game. Uh, They did not win uh, that game, but then the very next year they go back to the playoffs in 2015. So it doesn't have to have anything to do with it. Uh, Again, as we said before, this is a season of its own, but you're always trying to create momentum. Uh, The rock effect, if you will, you know, and positivity and uh you know belief all of those things and so uh you know this is an opportunity to do exactly that there's Britt venables earlier today in orlando joint press conference between uh brit venables and mike norvell head coach at florida state talking about if this win would give him momentum heading into the offseason cheese it bowl in less than 24 hours that's big story 1a Big story 1B is Trace Ford. Uh, he is out of the portal, committed to Oklahoma, or excuse me, committed to OU from Oklahoma State. It's uh, OU's fifth portal commitment so far this cycle. And OSU fans are big mad about it. They're very salty. It has not been a very good, uh, about a 20 hour cycle for Oklahoma State fans, Travis. They lose to Wisconsin. Uh, Mike Gundy did what he did last night at the press conference, catching heat for that. And then Trace Ford um, hops across state from OSU to OU. Not 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 the best little twenty hour stretch here for OSU fans. Yeah, and unless they really upgrade at the quarterback position in a hurry, um, I'm not thinking that uh, their their mood's going to change much anytime soon. I was not impressed uh, with Garrett Rangale this year or last night, and no. I don't I don't feel like I'm alone in that camp. No, I mean one of the one of the touchdowns that they had, had you know, he did have a Mahomesian kind of underhanded shuffle pass type situation, um, and then he hit you know on a on a big big ball down to Brennan Presley that he had to adjust for. But I don't think he scares anybody going into next year. They need a portal quarterback, but who's who's running to Oklahoma State right now? Well, they're like, trying signing up for that. No one, but they're trying to get Brennan Armstrong, um, the quarterback uh, out of Virginia. The problem right. is, so is NC State and so is Wisconsin. So we'll see if OSU can can win that battle or not. But yeah, Trace Ford um, committed to OU today. That's a big get. Not only did you get him from Oklahoma State, you won a head-to-head portal recruiting battle against USC. And apparently USC offered Trace Ford a um, a decent sum of money, like USC does, right? But you you, you got a, a nice defensive player over Muleshoe, and this gives you um, some much-needed depth on the defensive line. And as we look at OU's five portal additions to this point, who would you say has the best chance to start next year? Stogner or Deshaun McCullough? Probably one of those two. Uh, I I. Th- yeah, I mean, it would have to be. I mean, Stogner is a lock to start at tight end. Yeah, feels and it like really it. comes down to where you put Deshaun, right? Like, if you, you know, if you start him down at edge, you start him at Cheetah, you start him at, you know, wherever you start him will probably dictate whether he's a guaranteed start. I personally think he is 
anyways. He might be might might be the best player on your defense right now. So yeah, I think the, I think those guys are both absolute locks. Um, I, yeah, I, I would call them locks as well. Um, I, I think that there's a chance. I'm not going to predict it. But I think that there's a chance that all five of their portal guys could start at their position next year. Uh, you, you just mentioned those two guys, Deshaun McCullough and um, Stogner. I think both of those guys will start. I think Reggie Pearson's got a chance to start at safety next year, even though you've acquired a good amount of talent there. I mean, he's a two-year starter at Tech, one year of eligibility left. I don't think that you bring him in here, and I don't think he comes here if he doesn't think that he has a real chance to start, right? Um, Jacob Lacey, maybe more of an interior defensive lineman type of guy. We'll see, but I think he has a chance. And who's the fifth guy that I'm missing here that they added via the portal? Uh, wow, who, who are we missing here? Uh, we had talked about Pearson, Stogner, Jacob Lacey. Um, Trace Ford. Yep. Well, technically we added uh, Wete because he came back to us. Um, but I don't know who I'm blanking on, but all that to say, I think all five of those guys have a chance to start next Reggie year. Reggie Pearson, Deshaun McCullough, Austin Stogner, Jacob Lacey, and Wete are our five, and then Trace Ford will be our sixth. So, yeah, I uh, I mean, I, I wouldn't say Wete. I, he probably doesn't have a chance. We'll see. Right. But those other five guys, sure, yes. That very much feels like a, hey, I went to the portal, but I didn't have any film, so here I am. Yeah, like the, all these texts are saying, will Trace Ford start? I, I think he'll have a great chance. Um, yep. It, it really depends on his, his rehab, if he's back to 100%, like if he's ready to go. If he's the best version of himself, I, I might think that he probably would, man, because the best version of himself, we've seen it. It's it's been, It was pretty good at OSU. Yeah, I mean, at his high end. If he's truly healthy, if he's truly healthy, then absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm confident that he'll, he'll be an instant contributor, and yeah, may start. I mean, who knows what the what the plans are along the defensive line? We know that it's got to improve, but we know that it's going to improve with added depth. Let's see. All five will start, and I can tell you right now, Trace Ford, if he's healthy, will also start. Says the text line. Oklahoma Jones Stogner is a lock to start, but McCullough may be a star. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Uh yeah yeah I think that would be fair I I would yeah I, I would agree with that take so good addition via the portal today you got the cheese it bowl coming up tomorrow and um how about this man like normally uh, Fridays at five we do the more than anything segment more than anything I want to see like this basically is a Friday before uh, a game right kind of yeah. feels like that yeah so I, I guess I'll start and text line you know how this works more than anything I want to see blank in tomorrow's game. More than anything, I want to see better clock management. That's what I want to see. I want, I want to see better clock management by this offense, by this coaching staff. Um, it hasn't been great at times this year. Just manage things better, and I think that that could probably have a huge impact on the game. Yeah, I, th- I think everything kind of settles in to, uh, you know, like when you build a house, you know, you everything – Everything you know, it, it's got to it's got to lean just right. It's got to settle in, um, and I think I think in year two it's going to be better across the board. The offense is going to be better. The defense is going to be better, and and just the little, the time management things, the game management things, uh, things like that. It's just going to be better with experience. And now, you know, Levy's got a year of experience under his belt, being the main guy. Uh, Venables has 
a year of experience under his belt being the head coach. I'm really looking forward to 2023. Maybe we need uh, some like bumper music behind this or something when we do the more than anything uh, the day before the game because it's the last time we can do it for several months, man. So it'll be the last, like, uh, and I, like we call it the Friday rush. It's on Wednesday. Yeah. But this kind of feels like a football Friday, man. I mean, we got football games going on right now, KU and Arkansas. And uh, you got OU coming up tomorrow. Texas plays tomorrow. Full slate of bowl games. Uh, it feels good. More than anything, I want to see the young guys step up and make big plays, says the text line. Make a statement for 2023. Yeah, more than anything, I want to see our tackles succeed <laughs> yeah more than anything i want to see turnovers that's from the 405 uh more, more than anything i want to see javante barnes become a star that's from camo sooner yeah uh, more than anything i want to see you guys playing hard flying around gang tackling doug miles says more than anything i want to see a 24th consecutive winning season for the sooners yeah keeping the winning streak intact would be nice um I, more than anything I want to see the defense get off the field on third on oh, excuse me on fourth down. Well, on third down, I think Florida State is one of the better offenses in college football this year. So yes, being good on third down and fourth down will be uh, very key tomorrow. More than anything, I want to see Venables bathed in Cheez-Its, <laughs> not Cheez-It crackers. That's a great one. Well, th- this one's Cody's ahead of the game. More than anything, I want to see Trace Ford get a scoop and score next year. In the last bedlam ever. Cody's Cody's looking ahead. More than anything, I want to see complimentary football one time this year. Yes! We've seen it for small amounts of time uh, this year. Saw it early in the Tech game, early in the Oklahoma State game. And when we've seen it, Travis, we have seen it early in the game. But it kind of seems like once this team gets in the second quarter and the second half, that's when the complimentary football goes away. Like, complimentary football for more than two quarters. You do that, you got a real chance to win this game. And God, than, it would just be nice to nice to see that it exists. More than anything I want to hear stoops over my TV. That is the best way to know how many OU fans are in the yes. stands. Yes, it is. More than anything I want to uh, set the edge and the quarterback contained. That will be very key tomorrow with Jordan Travis at quarterback. I, I, I think that they're going to come out and try to run the football right at OU, and that includes the quarterback run game. You, you've got to have success early with your front seven. More than anything, Gunny wants to see a complete game and Sawchuck burn the Knolls for three touchdowns. And then more than anything, he wants to see a left-handed cigar after oh, an yes. OU win. Hey, you know, oh, hey, yes. Right? I, yeah, I, I think more we than know. One. Uh, Chase in Orange County. Here's another good one, man. More than anything, I want to see sustained drives on longer than 69 seconds. I'm, nice. I'm not going to complain about a 38-second, 69-second touchdown drive if they can get it tomorrow, but I really wouldn't complain about a five-minute touchdown drive if they could have one tomorrow. That, that would go a long way. More than anything, I want to see a touchdown drive without tempo. Yes. Well, I, a lot, yeah, lot of timing. Exactly. A lot of timing uh, desires here on the text line. Hey, it's it's something that they have to figure out before next year. Like the tempo is, I think they're good at the tempo. It's fine. I'd like to see this offense continue to run tempo. I just don't want it to be the only thing that they can move the ball with. Like I, I want to see them be able to run the clock, go slow, 
and still be able to run the ball because really this year the only time that they were able to be explosive was when they were going fast. You don't want that to be the only thing that your offense excels at. I mean, that's kind of an issue. We saw that this year. So, yes, um, I, I would I would like to see uh, sustained drives tomorrow. Chapstick says, more than anything, I want to see us look like Arkansas does right now. It was 7-3 Kansas. I turned around, and now it's 17-7 to Arkansas. I'm not sure what happened, but the Hogs are all of a sudden dominating. I want to see a booming, clean hit on Travis Hunter. Um, well, you're going to have to wait until next September to see that on Travis Hunter. He's not playing for Florida State tomorrow. Right? I did, did I miss something? Did no, he decommit he, yeah, from he, Colorado yeah, and somehow yeah. play tomorrow? He doesn't he doesn't mean Travis Hunter. A lot of us Travises, we get confused for each other, but he says Travis Hunter. I don't think uh Travis Hunter might take another hit on uh Twitter by uh accusing Florida State of tampering. More than anything, I want to see the Sooners hang half a hundred. Yeah, uh that would be nice. More than anything, I want to score on every possession. Yes, again, that would be nice. Um, more than anything, I want to see Texas lose Arch Manning. Well, I, that one's uh, – that, 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 too, you're too late on that one. He has already signed to UT. Let me get to one more. More than anything, I want to see Mims and Gabriel announce they are coming back for 2023 on the podium after winning. I don't know if they'll do it on the podium after winning, but I do feel pretty confident that Mims and Gabriel are coming back next year. Very confident, actually. Definitely with Dylan Gabriel, I feel confident. Yeah, I'm, first of all, I'm digging the music back here. Yeah, thank you. More than, more than anything bumpers. from the 405, simply that, more than anything, I want to see a victory. More than anything, I want to see Travis calling the Hogs at the end of the game on live TV. <laughs> you better get on the move to Memphis if you're going to make that happen. Yeah, I'll bring my own water. All right, so we're all on the same page tomorrow. We want to see an offense that plays fast and strikes fast but also has drives that can last more than 69 seconds. We want to see a defense that can contain the quarterback, a defense that can slow down big plays, a defense that can tackle, better time management, uh, better play from the wide receivers, young players step up and play well. Am I missing anything else? Is that it? Is Is that all we need to see tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I mean, that pretty much covers it. If we can do those things, we'll be feeling pretty good they, about it on the postgame they show. They just might cover the 9.5 if they can do Ooh, those things they just tomorrow. Might. Travis Davidson. They All right, final hour of the rush rolls on right here on The Ref. Keep it locked on the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. into the marvelous. Transforming your space begins at our place. Power your business visibility and make your statement with Fast Signs. Visit FastSigns.com. The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of The Rush. Just another reminder, in case you don't know, if you're looking for a place to watch the game tomorrow, you're in luck. You have not just one option tomorrow to watch with the Ref Army. You have two, because I'm going to be in Chickasha tomorrow. That's right, Grady County, uh, back at Legends Pub and Venue in Chickasha. Uh, we did the uh, pre- and post-game for the uh, Texas Tech game there. Legends is awesome in, Ch- in Chickasha. I-, I would highly advise you, if you're in the area, to come swing by and hang out tomorrow. I'll get there at uh, 2 p.m. Travis and I will do the pre-game show from 2 to 4.30. 
watch the game at Legends, and then do a, do the two-hour post-game show. So there's one option for you to watch the game with us tomorrow. Um, Travis is going to have some Cheez-It-inspired menus at the Standard in Norman. And I'm, I'm like, um, legitimately interested to see what Cheez-It items they have on the menu tomorrow at the Standard. Yeah, I, uh, I'll tell you what. Maybe I can uh, work out a little trade. I'll pack some Cheez-It items for uh, some of those club specials they got over yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, ooh, okay. I think that we could make something work here. That's, <laughs> yeah, I, I think that we can definitely make something work here. So uh, check us out tomorrow. 2 p.m. is we're going to start our pregame coverage tomorrow. Come by and see us. We'll be watching the game at uh, both the Standard in Norman and Legends Pub House and Venue in Chickasha. I want to get to a few more of these uh, more than anything text. Rodney Holt says, more than anything, uh, I want to see complimentary football on both sides. O-line and defense dominate. He wants to see a W. Complimentary football is, uh, that's, that's kind of the text. It's, that seems to be kind of the theme of the season, though, right? People Don? just want to see it, finally, and know if it mm. exists or not. Like, for long stretches. Like, we, we've played, uh, like, for a series or two. Like, when you, when you look at, like, the, the, the first quarter of Bedlam, like, that was, that was pretty much as well as we can play. Yeah. I, I mean, we've seen uh, – it, it was a six-and-six six year. In case nobody heard, it was the worst regular season since 1998. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot of good. They, they finished the season three and six, right, in their last nine games. But there were some stretches where you said to yourself, all right, this team ain't that bad. And, and the first quarter of Bedlam was one. The Nebraska game was another. I don't know if there's another one out there that exists. But the small amounts of time we've seen complimentary football um, have been a couple instances where we say, okay, this team's actually – like they might be pretty good, but – Problem is they haven't been able to sustain it for whatever reason. It's been maddening. Yep, we know you can do it. Just keep doing it. Uh, more than anything, I'd like the refs to call 15 penalties on Florida State and zero against OU. Well, will it be a Big 12 officiating crew tomorrow? Because that's going to be kind of tough if it is. Yeah, I don't know. Does the do the Big 12 refs hate us even in bowl season? Or are they just trying <laughs> it to felt that like it during games? the regular season. And yeah, not, exactly. not to be that guy, because I, you know, I don't like to be complaining about officials guy, but right. I, I'm not the only one that said, like, yeah, it's been pretty bad this year. Like, Bob Stoops, man, as reserved as Bob is um, about things, like, he even said after the Texas Tech, like, he was critical of the officiating crew the Tuesday after the Texas Tech game. If Bob's critical about the officiating crew the game prior, yeah. y you know it was pretty bad. It's eating at him. <laughs> Man. Uh, I want to see Torrance Marshall screaming, I came to get my boy's trophy. That'd be awesome if he was at the coin toss tomorrow. I don't, yeah, I don't think that that's in the plans. Captain. Yes. Just an honorary captain. Yes. Hey, we can't confirm that it's not in the plans, though. Uh, one more. I need our guys to wake up feeling the cheesiest. Well, well at least Turk, Turk will. Turk's feeling the cheesiest. Turk will definitely be feeling the cheesiest. I'm glad they got that right. I mean, he was the obvious, obvious choice for the player that gets to stay in the Cheez-It-inspired hotel room. I, uh, one, one thing, back uh, to the officiating, like, it'll be a crew from the, not from the ACC or Big 12. Correct. That's normally how bowl games work. Uh, this text, though, says, speaking of officiating, I think we'll get some holding calls go our way finally. Over under three holding calls. That's actually a, a great over-under, and the under's probably the play, because what did we find out about a month ago? 
that OU had um, one, one accepted one. holding penalty called against the other team this year? What's funny is Texas had two, and you had Texas, uh, you know, uh, Twitter accounts and, and a couple of folks saying, hey, it's statistically impossible to only have two. And then <laughs> we come out and say, yeah. yeah. Try having one. <laughs> That's just wild, man. I, it, I, Hopefully it's an SEC crew and they welcome us with open arms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, they'll let those corners play a little bit on the outside. That's right. You know, That's if right. you got an SEC officiating crew, I can tell you that much, man. We're, we're due for some, uh, some, some family treatment. Uh, where is uh, OU's edge in this game tomorrow? Oh, man. Not an easy question, is it? That's a tough one. Um, I would say probably our punter. Oh, okay. <laughs> the punter. The guy that's going to wake up feeling the cheesiest uh, is going to be the edge tomorrow. Hey, that'd be quite a Way to instill confidence his- in everyone less than 24 hours before the game. I think I just heard everyone uh, run to their mobile betting apps and uh, take Florida State minus 9.5 tomorrow. I don't know. I think uh, I don't know. I I, I like uh, I like the idea of getting some of the like a like a Gavin Sawchuk going with a Javante Barnes is kind of your main uh, one-two punch is what it sounds like it's going to be. I'm interested to see if is Tawi Walker hurt or something like that because I don't see anybody really mentioning him. But I mean, he had some he had some flashes uh, certainly in the in the spring game and then you know carried the ball you know a little bit in the season, but. I was about to say that he was listed um, on the death chart uh, that they released on Christmas Eve, but that doesn't matter because Rame and Major were listed on there as well, and they're not playing today, or they're not playing tomorrow per uh, Britt Venables today. A a great take from the 918 to back up my my punter advantage. Tress Wade dominated a Sun Bowl against Stanford. Let's go Turk. Yeah. Well, Ryan Broyles was also pretty good that day. I think he had like oh, yeah. three touchdowns. But, yeah, well, uh, but hey, 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 hey. Tress Way know, was obviously the MVP. Yes. Tress Way, a graduate of Union High School, um, down here with me in the night. Pro Bowler. Pro Bowler, yep. That video was awesome. It that was they cool. shared. Um, I think OU's biggest edge, and it needs to be their biggest edge. I think OU's passing game against Florida State's secondary, I, I think OU can expose some things yeah, there. Yeah, the, the downfield, like, yeah, like we, like we saw against Texas Tech, if we're being honest. I mean, we were throwing bombs against that secondary. If you can keep up that momentum, then, yeah, I like it. You need good Marvin Mims in this game. I mean, that, that goes without saying. That's very, very critical. How about some good Jaden Gibson? Um, some good Jaden Gibson. Some good Nick Anderson would help. There's going to be a guy that breaks out uh, just I'm, because of the opportunities. I'm not going to say a good Drake Stoops because he might be the most consistent player game in and game out. Uh, but, I mean, seriously, I, like Florida, or, Florida State has been prone to giving up some plays down the field. I, I read the stat earlier that Anthony Richardson, quarterback at Florida, was 9 of 27 in the game, which is not great. But on that 9 of 27, he had three touchdowns and 198 yards passing. So basically every time he threw the ball and completed the thing, it's called feast or famine. he was going for a big gain or a touchdown. Yes, yes. So FSU's good. I'm not trying to say that they're not. Um, but like they have maybe a few more issues defensively than I initially thought when this bowl game was announced. Like Florida, who 
you know, Florida was a 6 and 16 this year. They they really struggled. But Florida rushed for 262 yards against Florida State. So there there there's there's some holes with this FSU defense that OU can expose, but they're going to have to be good with the vertical passing game. And and I think that they can be. The only problem is, you know, there's a long layoff. There's been a long layoff since their last game. Are they going to come out firing on all cylinders in the first quarter? I hope so. That needs to be the case. But we'll see how uh, crisp they are early in this game. But they cannot, they cannot fall behind to these guys. I mean, you're you're asking, you're asking for a lot of trouble if you fall behind a couple scores early to this Florida State team. Yeah, absolutely. Especially with their ability to uh, extend drives with the quarterback's legs. So this may not be. You know, I, I know that a lot of people want to see kind of that slower, more methodical, sustained drives. That might not be the recipe in this game, Tyler? Um, it may not be early on, um, but it, it it may need to be that case in the fourth quarter, right? Yeah, you might need it late, but I don't think that's what's going to butter your bread. Yeah. Um, th- this is a – Butter your cheese. Butter your cheese. Butter, butter your cheese. its not cheese it crackers. Can we say that at least? By the way, there is a cheese it bowl belt that is uh, given out after the game, I think to the MVP. Like How a cool championship would, belt or like yeah, a rodeo? They, they big had a it's like, like a wrestling championship belt is what it looked like. Oh, interesting. Interesting. It looked like it are... goes to the MVP, so maybe you'll be right and Turk will be sporting the uh cheese at bowl belt after the game tomorrow. In 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 his cheesiest hotel room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in his cheesiest hotel room. I'm pretty sure didn't I see that they were selling like hotel rooms that were set up like on the field? The night before, I think those are. Um, I think that fans like contest winner. You can enter in to win. Yes, one of those hotel rooms that were on the field the night before. Yes, interesting. Which I don't know how I would uh, feel about that. It's interesting to say the least. We talked about the elite uniform matchup that's going to happen tomorrow. I think OU's in the road whites. Um, which if OU's in the road whites. And Florida State has their home garnet uniforms on, then it makes it an even more uh, elite uniform matchup. And OU has fared very well against Florida State in the past, six and one against FSU all time. We haven't lost since like the '60s, right? Right. Yeah, and you've won some big games against these guys, including the uh, the biggest, the Orange Bowl, the national championship game. And I'll tell you, that game in Tallahassee in 2011. That was like a one-versus-five matchup, if I remember correctly. You yeah. played some big games, some real big games against Florida State over the years, and you've been able to beat these guys when it, when it counts. Yeah, that was kind of, those were kind of some sneaky, uh, sneaky big games, right? Because obviously we were kind of at the top, but you know Florida State was trying to get back to their old ways. Like, I mean, they'd never return back to their 90s um, pace, but... Yeah, those those were big and and probably I don't know a top two or three highlight of Kenny Stills' career. Yeah, um, was that catch? What do you think? Probably that his block. Um, um, I think the block and that catch at Florida State probably top two that sealed the game or one and two. Honestly, yeah. 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 Uh, I'm trying to think of what would be number three. I think he had a a nice catch against Texas his freshman year um, on the Texas side of the field. But, yeah, man, that's one and two. And, and, and remember, Kenny Steele's had that touchdown catch at Florida State to kind of, you know, it felt like to seal it. And he did the uh, 12 in the camera 
uh, right after that touchdown to honor Austin Bosch, yeah. which is really cool. Iconic. And honestly, now that I think about that, that probably makes it number one for him. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'd say so. It's pretty cool. 405-651-3439 is the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Taking you home on a Wednesday. More cheese at bowl, more transfer portal, more Cruton, more OU football on the other side. Keep it locked right here on The Ref. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is... Learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Twenty-three hours away from kickoff in Orlando. It'll be OU Florida State tomorrow. Florida State favored currently by nine and a half. We'll see if that gets up to double digits by kickoff tomorrow. Uh, Brent Venables did have a press conference today, and for the first time publicly, he was asked about Peyton Bowen and the whole situation that happened there. Here's what uh, Brent Venables said about Peyton Bowen. Really proud of Peyton, his family, as y- as y'all. No covering, uh, you know, student athletes and watching their journey. Uh, these life-changing type decisions are never necessarily an easy thing, uh, and uh, you know, quite a journey uh, for uh, Peyton and his family. Again, incredibly proud that he chose the Sooners, and and uh, they're just wonderful uh, people. Uh, you know, Peyton. Um, brings a you know a very dynamic skill set you know tremendous instincts range speed uh, uh, just great great instincts uh, natural feel for the game he's a winner comes from you know one of the best high school programs uh, in the country at Denton Geyer and uh, you know so he's going to bring a, a wealth of experience uh, playing at a very high level uh, from a competition standpoint and he's a humble hardworking guy. Um, uh, you know, from a symbolic standpoint, you know, you know, we have our our poker chips that we 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 hand out to guys, and uh, I guess you know, as Michael tell you, and as you all that cover recruiting, uh, it's a can be a very strenuous, uh, you know, long process, and you know, it literally is a race, and you want to run the race to win. Winning is what it's about, uh, but you gotta you gotta run those race, uh, you know, those races with endurance. So that's. Uh, nothing more, nothing less. Uh, you know, just really excited to add another dynamic piece to to what we're trying to build. You know, on both sides of the ball, but obviously Peyton in the return game and on defense in particular. Hmm. He mentioned the return game with Peyton Bowen. Should I uh, should I take note of that? Well, I mean, I think so. When you when you look at you know how he uh, you know how he played in high school. He was a return guy, and he shares a lot of the same characteristics as Billy Bowman. It's a guy that's a playmaker. We talked about it all season, Tyler. You need guys that are going to step up and make plays. So he's obviously a guy who can make things happen with the ball in his hand. Uh, He ends up with the ball in his hand a lot of the time on defense. Uh, I think those two, obviously, no you know, no slight to any other safeties that are in that room. I just think those two resemble each other a lot, and I think that's a very strong duo for years to come. Any uh, big takeaway there by anything else Sprint said about Peyton Bowen? Because he spent about a minute 45 uh, talking about him, which was interesting. He had a lot to say. Yeah, had a lot to say, but honestly, there was – you know, there was a lot to say, right? Because he had to touch on the recruitment. He had to touch on the 
Um, you know, it wasn't one of your easy, just signed, sealed, delivered type guys. So had a lot to say, but I love that he brought up the versatility, love that he brought up the family. Obviously, the the mother in that recruitment was kind of the one they had to really convince, right? So, yeah, I, I thought it was a really good answer. Of course, a long-winded answer that we're kind of used to uh, from the head ball coach. So, no, all good stuff from Brent. Yeah, yeah, it was uh, all good stuff from Brent today. Text line says, wasn't FSU favored by everyone by double digits in the national championship game? I don't remember what the exact um, betting line was in that game, but to your point, yes. I I mean, most people nationally, if not everyone, was picking uh, Florida State to win that game and to win it pretty easy. In fact, I remember, like, it's um like some OU, some some OU players on that team said it pissed them off when they saw just how kind of you know relaxed Florida State was that week, just kind of casually throwing the ball around on the beach while they're destroying each other in practice. There's the famous story of as soon as they land at the hotel, they take them right to the practice fields and just run them to death. And Florida State was just kind of handling it like a vacation for the most part. It made them mad and. Um, they win the game 13-2. to But, yes, Florida State was picked by everyone to win that game. Yeah, the uh, according to thelines.com, Florida State was a 10-point favorite. It on the, on their, the dot, huh? It was their third straight, uh, at least right here, third straight uh, game to be – national title game, that is, uh, to be favored by at least five points. Dang. So yeah. you, you need the spread to be 10 right at kickoff tomorrow? Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's win this thing 13-2. to uh, yeah, um, someone said that on the text line earlier, and I think it was Zane is like, yeah, thirteen to two. I, I think if OU's up thirteen nothing late in the game, don't you have to have a in, have an intentional safety to win thirteen to two? You you have to. But then you a know, shutout would look great against a top fifteen team. But come on, hashtag memories here. You'll get the safety, but you'll need it in the exact same way you got it last time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe uh, Turk isn't the standout. Player. I don't, I don't know, man. I I actually might uh, change my opinion on that because you and I will be hosting a post game show together, and nobody will care about the dominant performance it would take to beat this Florida State team thirteen to two. Everyone would just be complaining about why did we give him an automatic safety? We could have had a shutout. That would have been the thing we'd be talking about or, for two hours. Or if Dylan, you know, if we went thirteen to two, you know, all of the Dylan haters will be like, "Well, Jackson Arnold could have put up more than thirteen points." Uh, well, that's the take that I'm here for. That that's that's definitely <laughs> the take I'm here for. Hey, uh, a few things nationally. Joey McGuire just inked a new uh, six-year deal at Tech. $26.6 million contract, six Good years through 2028. Good for him. We'll see if Tech can get a bowl win tonight against Ole Miss. That'll be a good game, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, good for him. I've I always always liked uh, Joey McGuire. I mean, obviously a Texas high school football legend. Um, yeah, good for him. They got, they've got, you know, it's – Tyler, it's interesting. You're going to see a lot of these Big 12 schools kind of jockeying for position because, sure – We've had four different teams in the last two Big 12 championships. Obviously, TCU is undefeated going to the playoff, but let's not forget who's ran this conference for its entirety. It's been Oklahoma. So, you know, there's always that lingering, okay, this is really Oklahoma's conference, Texas is going to have the most talent, blah, blah, blah. When we leave, 
it's going to be interesting because OSU doesn't look as primed right now, at least, momentum-wise, to take over. Obviously, TCU's doing a lot of good things. Texas Tech, by locking up McGuire, wants to throw their hat in the ring. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who kind of emerges as top dog. This happened yesterday, but Ed Reed got the Bethune-Cookman uh, football job. Uh, I think he probably has a great chance to do really well there, especially with recruiting. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know if it'll be Dion level, but Ed Reed's name is still still carries a lot of weight. Yeah, it carries a lot of weight, but here's the thing. Deion Sanders, for decades, told us there's only one prime. There's only one. And then now you say, yeah, just go hire another. He gave you the blueprint. Go hire another Deion Sanders. Well, which is it? I mean, which is it? We're seeing him. He's got, what, 14 transfers already in the portal? Jeez. He got um, a four-star defensive lineman in the 2024 class, I think, out of Georgia today. He's, it'll he's be interesting too. to see if he wins, though, because that's how you know you can get a lot of this excitement with the new coach thing, but we'll see if he can win in the Pac-12 because a lot of, a lot of programs. Arizona State has added 18 transfers. So it's it's pretty wild, and right now I'm looking at the 247 transfer portal rankings, Tyler. I texted Parker and told him to go ahead and update that Trace Ford is actually transferred because it still right. has not updated. Yeah. But we're ranked 20th right now. Obviously that number will move up, but when you look at our average ranking per commit, we've got a higher ranking than 16 of the schools in front of us. So that Probably shows including you, Oklahoma State, who's ranked uh, probably higher than 16 or 20 or whatever you said they were at. Yeah, 11. So w- with that, that goes to show what we've been talking about, Tyler. It's quality. We are adding contributors. We're not just getting a lot of filler in there, a lot of fluff. We're getting substance in the portal, and that's so important. Here's something interesting. Kentucky and Missouri will play an SEC basketball game tonight. It's late December, and this will be Kentucky's first true road game that they've played so far this year. They played 11 basketball games, and they haven't played a true road game yet. Yeah. They played Gonzaga uh, earlier this year, but they didn't play them. In a uh, tournament-type setting. Well, they, they played them in Spokane, actually, but they didn't play them at Gonzaga's home arena. So they actually haven't played a true road game on someone else's home floor yet. But they will Man. tonight at Missouri. Man. Yeah, I, uh, it's it's weird stuff like that when you start going through schedules and whatnot. Like, these, these kind of things just just happen. I'm yeah. excited for uh, conference play, man. I'm really excited. Yeah, Saturday's uh, a big for game for OU. This, this, I mean, this is uh, – you need, you need to get this one on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, OU currently bracketology listed as a, a last four in. So that's kind of like they're going into conference play essentially as a bubble team. So every game is going to be pretty crucial for them. Well, and I'm wondering because the uh, because the Big 12 is so good, how much of a benefit of the doubt that gives us. Obviously, we need to win some games. I'm not saying that we don't. But I'm wondering, much like the SEC does occasionally in football, I'm wondering, uh, you know, who, you know, if the Big 12 gets a push, we're part of the last four buys with Arizona State, Creighton, and Penn State. The last four in right now, Tyler, Texas Tech, Utah State, what? Rutgers, and Iowa. Creighton is one of the last four in? Uh, no, we're the last four buys. The last four in because they've got the, Oh, but, but Creighton's they, on the bubble? Yeah. Uh, golly. And I say on the bubble, you got several months. To, you got the whole conference right. late. But Creighton was a top 15 team at Thanksgiving during that Maui tournament. 
They're playing like Arkansas on those teams. I, I thought I, – didn't they beat Arkansas uh, earlier this year? I think they did. Dang. They, they must have fell apart. In the, in the full bracketology, the 68-team bracket, it has Oklahoma moved up to a 10 seed. Oh, okay. Very good. Facing Mississippi State in Sacramento. This text says, have you talked about Trace Ford coming to OU yet? Uh, we've talked about Trace Ford coming to OU probably more than uh, any other topic today. But, yes, Trace it's Ford a nice skit. Uh, yes, he did. Breaking news, Travis. Trace Ford's coming to OU. I love it. And uh, he has a chance to potentially start next year. We'll see. Yeah, and I love that. And from the 405, I love that they're asking because it is big news. I mean, you're getting a contributor, instant impact player, in a position of need on the along the defensive line. And as I said earlier, when you look at the average, you know, ranking, average, you know, rating of the players that we've brought in, we're bringing in contributors. So that's that's what you're really seeing with this coaching staff in the portal. You can say, "Oh man, we only have this many people. I thought we were going to attack the portal." Patience, we will, but we're not going to do it just for fun. We're going to go get people that can play. OSU fans need a timeout, by the way. Like a two-day, three-day, week-long. They, they need a timeout. They are uh, – the way that they're acting right now, saying go for Trace Ford's knees and everything, like you, you guys need a little bit of a break from social media. Take some time off. I just don't understand. Come back in 2023. Try it again. I just, I just don't understand. Like they spend this time hate-tweeting – you know, all the players that decide to leave and making memes and everything about Trace Ford instead of wondering why all of their impact players are leaving. Seriously. It's incredible. Is it going to take – I mean, what are they going to be picked to finish next year in the Big 12 if they don't get um, – I, I really think it'll be st- very low, tenth? man. Yeah. I, I Ninth? Think, uh, I, maybe seventh or eighth. I, I mean, they just have some cachet. You know, they've had some success. So, they don't think – I don't think they'll be picked to finish like ninth or tenth, but it may be like seventh or eighth, man. Seriously. Even with – uh, even with I, the expansion, yeah. Teams? Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe you could be right about that. Um, they they better improve at quarterback. That's what I would tell them. All right, we got yeah. one final segment coming up next. We'll roll down these uh, bowl games coming up tonight, right here on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count.